Welcome to Memorizing Scripture. I'm your host, Gordon, and this week we are memorizing 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Let's read it again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And today we're going to look at a few supporting verses for this. And what I want to look at first is verses on the new creation, verses on new creation. And one of and one of those things we talked about yesterday in John 3, 3, when Jesus is talking to uh, Nicodemus. And he says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again, that is a new creation. Now, obviously, Jesus is not literally talking about you must be born again physically, but he's talking spiritually. And that's what all these verses are talking about. When we talk about being born again, a new creation, God is talking spiritually. Of course, our physical body is growing old and decaying. um, But the hope in this is that we are going to live forever one way or another in heaven or hell. And God says you can be born a new creation and that new creation uh, we'll have new desires and be like Christ. So let's keep going. Ephesians 2, 1 through 5. It says, and you were dead and you, I'm going to emphasize this. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. That's just heavy, harsh right there. But he continues to say, But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgression, made us alive together in Christ. So that just speaks of the old and the new. And I love how Paul emphasizes this so strongly that you were dead and your trespasses and sins in which you once walked. But God, God is the reason why we came out of this. God gives us the new creation. Jesus gives us a new creation. So let's continue in Titus 3, 5. He says, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. So again, Jesus saved us not by the works done by us, but because of his own, his own mercy, by washing us of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. So another re- new creation, regeneration. And First Peter 1, 23 He says, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through living, through the living and abiding word of God. Again, another new creation verse. You've been born again. First John 2, 29 says, if you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practice righteousness has been born of him. Again, focusing on the new creation. 1 John 3, 9 says, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. And this is interesting because 
it doesn't mean we can't sin or stop sinning forever. It means that we're not going to be continually sinning because we have the mind of Christ. We have the desires of Christ. And so through our sanctification process, we're going to be sinning less and less. And those temptations will hopefully be going away more and more. Um, not hopefully because Jesus can or cannot do it. Jesus will do that. But if we are truly Christians and truly following him, we will give up those temptations and those desires, or not temptations, we will be tempted, but we will give up those desires and we will follow Christ and fo- instead of following our sinful nature. And then in 1 John 5, 4, it says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And I just hope that's all of these verses on creation. I hope they're encouraging. You can look them back up uh, and go over them. But all these talk about being born again, that we're living through God, that's giving life. We're not going to keep sinning. We have overcome the world. And it's just really, really, really encouraging to know that this is throughout Scripture and that Scripture interprets Scripture. Now, the next question is, what does that new creation do? What do we do? And so here's a few verses on that. And we talked about this yesterday and, and throughout this week. But I just wanted to point a lot of this out because this main theme of this verse is the new creation. Old things have passed. Your old way of life has passed and you are desiring new things. So in James 2, James 2, 14 through 17, he says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says that he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things that is needed for the body, what good is that? Also, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So this relates to our memory verse because when we are a new creation, we will desire new things and act differently. Not as the world acts, but as James says, if you don't have the works as a result from the faith, that new creation, that your faith is dead. And so again, that might be an opportunity to look at your life, see the things you're doing. Are you pursuing Christ? Do you have works that reflect Christ's works and Christ's attitude? And some of those works that we we can talk about here in Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So I brought that verse up uh, earlier this week. But Paul is saying here that we have been saved by faith from God and we the result is now we're Christ's. And that by being Christ, we are created to do good works. God prepared these works for us to do, so we need to go out and do them. Now, what are those good works? Well, here's here's just a couple. Making disciples, that is a good work. We know that by the Great Commission, we are called to make disciples. And that's what Jesus did. That is a good work. Sharing the good news is also a good work. So making disciples, number one, sharing the good news, number two. And first and foremost, we read before, obviously before the crucifix, crucifixion, that during Jesus' ministry, what did he do? He preached first and foremost. He did miracles, of course, and, and we get kind of inspired maybe or in awe of what that is. But first and foremost, he went to town, to town, to town, to town, to town, preaching the good news. And so that is a good work that we need to emulate uh, in whatever capacity and influence that we have in our circles. Another good work is loving and supporting the church. We see that throughout um, the epistles and even throughout the gospels, just 
you know, the New Testament, I guess I, guess I should say, um, that there are different ways to love the church through giving, through caring, through, you know, counseling, through how, however we need to love the church, through, through encouraging. Um, that is a good work that we must do. And then worshiping God. We come together Sunday and Hebrews says, do not forsake gathering. We need to come together and worship God. And, and what that means is not worshiping God coming together. Like we all know we're doing this at one point. In other words, if we're doing zoom church or Facebook church or whatever we want to say by watching a video at home, that is not church. Church by definition is people gathering together, worshiping God. And so it is extremely important that we must come together and worship God, that we can see each other worshiping together, that we can see each other who we are, and that when we live life outside of those four walls, that we, when we see each other at jobs and the grocery store, that there is an accountability, that we, that we do this together, that we're in Christ together. And with that, we meet as small groups. Again, we encourage each other. We do these works. We disciple each other, you know, peer-to-peer discipling, mentor-mentorship. Um, kind of discipling. There's a lot of opportunity there, but my point is when we worship God together, the good work is that Jesus is pleased when we come together as one united unit and worship him. When you're sitting at home watching the TV, it's not church. It just, it just isn't. You can do whatever you want. I mean, maybe you're listening to a sermon, but it's no different than you driving in your car listening to the sermon. And so do you do church all the time? You know, and doing church is is really a, not that great of a phrase. But the point is, if you're going to be a part of the body of Christ, you need to be a part of the body, people. So it's clear, our final thought here, it's clear that throughout Scripture that we're a brand new creation. That doesn't feel like it physically, but we're still connected to this world here physically. And again, we're getting older. But once the Holy Spirit enters us, we are a new nature. We have new desires. We have new victory over sin or victory over sin uh, in general, not new victory. And yes, we will sin, but when we become sanctified more and more like Christ, we sin less and we do these good works. And the way we, the way we live is a testimony of our faith. You know, Jesus says that we will have good fruit, good fruit and bad fruit. Uh, and the good fruit is... Uh, in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, and I'm going to try this. I think I memorized them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So those are the things, too, that you can look at. Am I doing those things? And just like Galatians says, the fruit of the Spirit, it's not fruits. It's not plural. In other words, all those things come together. When you love someone and you know, you're depressed at the same time, or when you're loving and depressed at the same time, it's kind of hard to reconcile that. You know, if if you're angry and depressed, you're probably not loving and joyful and peaceful. But if you're joyful and peaceful and loving, those probably are all happening simultaneously. And so we need to pursue that. Those things together work together. So that's our thoughts for today with the supporting verses. I hope that helped. Again, repeat this verse over and over and over again. Find someone who you can repeat it to, whether that be a spouse or a friend. And then you can contact me at ideamailbag at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, ideas, that's again at ideamailbag at gmail.com. And continue to like, subscribe, rate, review, comment, whatever you're doing or however you're listening to this uh, podcast on whatever platform, it helps us get the word out. So if you could just take 30 seconds and um, especially just rate and review this podcast, that'd be really, really helpful. Let's go ahead and read our memory verse one more time today 
I'm going to read each line twice. I want you to say the second line so I can get you guys working it. You know, there's different ways to learn. There's visual, there's aural, hearing it, and then also there is experiential. So you've heard this. You may have watched it on YouTube, but here we go. Experience it. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All right. Keep working on this amazing job this week. Keep reciting it to yourselves. And until next time, continue to put on the mind of Christ.